want a good time, if you want a good time, let me hear you say, everybody say, if you want a good time, if you want a good time, let me hear you say, everybody say, Jamal Joseph. Hello, how are you? I am doing great. How are you? I'm doing really good, you know, trying to wake up. You have every reason to be really tired because you are the person responsible for putting that pre-game show together that we saw leading up to Super Bowl 56. Tell me a little bit about putting that pre-game show together. Yes, we took about, it was about, um, about a month and a half, well, a little bit over that, that we've been working on it. But we really started to get into rehearsals about January 4th, a lot of times when you're doing shows like that, you there's so many things that are thrown at you in different ways. Um, you know, different stages, different changes, you know, people may say, hey, I'm doing this now or I'm not doing this now. So it's like being able to adjust right there on the spot. And when I say right there, I mean like, hey, we might not get a walkthrough. Come on, you got to do this right now. So just being super, super smart and and just adjustable. I imagine that was quite an undertaking. To us, it's not like, you know, oh, well, you did this and you did this, and one is greater than the other. To us, everyone was really celebrating. Like, I was sharing them, and they were sharing me. They were like, hey, guys, if you have the recap show, check out, you know? So it was, it was just, it wasn't even a competition. We were just proud, and we were saying, it's Black History Month, we're black, we're here. Um, this is very uncommon for something like the NFL. So it's just amazing to just be present and to work and to do what we work so hard to do and to show the world our, our talents. Jamal, let's get back to um, your roots. Where did you grow up? So I grew up in Oakland, California, and then we moved to Texas about the time I was in high school. Um, for my dad, I got a job and we were there. So it was a mixture of both. I, I've split time between both Dallas and Oakland. And how were you exposed to dance? Um, so I was exposed to dance um, at a really young age, very, very, very young. Um, most of my family are professional singers or were in the entertainment industry. My dad was in the entertainment industry. So it was always something that I saw. I definitely was into the singing side of everything first, but I kind of fell in love with dance. I was like, I could sing, but uh, <laughs> I like dance more. And um, then by the time I was 12, I got to do my first professional job, and then it just kind of took off, and I really started to love it and start to train, get into different dance teams, and yeah, it just kind of grew from there. What was that first professional job? So, um, Kirk Franklin was having a back-to-school um, performance thing that he normally would do, and we were able to dance background for this concert, and we were able to open for this concert as well. I am sure your alma mater, Voorhees College, is absolutely celebrating your talents. You went to Voorhees why did you pick that school on the other side of the country? So I initially, I got, I got into a whole bunch of schools. And, uh, but a lot of schools that I was getting into were in Texas. And 
then um, there was a guy at the time working. He went to the church that we went to, but he also worked at Voorhees. And he he came to church and he said, hey, you know, there's a school. It's a historically black college. We're really trying to just grow, like, the school. And we want to bring in people from other cities and states to just create more diversity outside of, you know, this just the region of the South of South Carolina and North Carolina, those areas. And I said, okay, well, let me hear more about it. <laughs> so, you know, he told me and I said, oh, this is 15 hours away from my parents. This is great. <laughs> they can't just pop up and say, oh, this is amazing. So, this is 15 I, hours away from my parents. That's great. <laughs> so I literally thought to myself, I said, you know, I... I wanted the college experience. I want to go away and, the, you know, see what the college life is like in terms of black schools, the fraternities, the sororities, and everything, just homecomings. And so I said, okay, cool. Like, I'll give it a try. And I got there. It was a complete culture shock. I cannot lie. I said, oh, <laughs> this is very different. Um, I have AT&T and I don't get reception here. <laughs> so... <laughs> It was it was it was different, but what I think made me stay was the possibility of what I could bring, what I could offer, um, in terms of my knowledge in, in entertainment industry, creative arts. There's so many things I thought I could give them and I said, you know, let's just stay. And on the flip side, this degree is for my parents. Because I always knew I wanted to be a dancer, but they thought, hey, we need you to have something to fall back on so we can save. And I was like, okay, fine. So <laughs> that's how I got there. And your major at Voorhees? Um, so my major there was, I was a mass communications major. And did you ever do anything with your mass communications degree? Well, actually, yes. Um, so um the mass communications field actually helped me in so many ways because um, one being just learning some of those small things and those courses I was able to apply later, of course. But when I first got out of college um, and I, I moved to Atlanta and I was dancing with a um, ballet company, their ethnic dance company. And one of the things that I had done is uh, bartered services with them. So I would do their press release or their flyers or anything else that I learned in terms of social medias and things like that in terms of them giving me free class. So that's how I got training because I was fresh out of college and I was like, I don't have any money. <laughs> so Mascom actually took care of those things. But then later, it helped me even more because... Um, Last year, I was able to really release and launch uh, my first children's book. So I was able to get that underway. And then um, I recently started my own production company. So, you know, filming and photography and those things. So they were always things that I found interesting. And I said that, you know, now that I've built the foundation of dance, that's strong enough to where I can start to add these other things that I did find interesting when I was in school. That's amazing. Tell me more about your children's book, Jamal. So my children's book is called Black Boys Dance 2, 
Star now enters a talent show, and it's about a young black boy who is, you know, going to kindergarten, first grade, you know, and he loves dancing and doesn't realize that the world doesn't see it like he and his family, and he's his love for it is showing that he's going to be bullied and people are laughing and making fun and um he is just going through different trials of being a young black boy not understanding why he's being stereotyped and looked at a certain way one because he's black two because he's a male who has a liking in a career field and um it just made me want to write that because it's something that so many men go through. I, as I got older, I heard so many guys say, I, I used to dance. I, I like to dance, you know, but you know, but you know, and it was, I would always hear that. And I, it amazed me that a career field became a sexual identity. And mm-hmm. that was kind of triggering for me because I have a lot of straight male friends <laughs> that mm-hmm. are dancers and, you know, married wives, kids. And it was, it just kind of struck me that I said, I want young black boys to see themselves in a book in something that they like. There are moments that change our lives, and you had that moment. A fraternity brother of mine said, hey, I'm going to grad school. I got asked to go to an audition, and I'm not going. I'm going to see if you can go in my place. And I went in his place. And I got there, and it was for Beyonce. Oh. So, <laughs> see what you got. <laughs> okay, cool. So I showed them some things, and then they said, okay, cool. Like, you know, great. That was amazing. Stick around. We'll let you know, you know, if we need you. And I said, okay. And I so. They told us the start date, but it was two weeks past the start date. So I said, well, I guess I didn't get it. I'm going home. I went to my cousin's birthday party. He's also a professional dancer. And someone from her team was there and said, hey, we've been looking for you, but you don't have an agent or this or this or this. And I was like, oh, they said, are you interested? Like, you would have to start Monday. This is like a Friday. And... Next thing I know, I was in rehearsal, rehearsing for Coachella, and it started with me only having to make up one section, and then I ended up making up seven for that show, and she really liked everything that that um, that was brought to the table, and it was also very interesting. Normally, you don't see the artist um, until closer to show day, but day one, I'm making up something in she walks in, Jay-Z walks in, and I say, oh, this is <laughs> real. <laughs> this is real life. <laughs> so after that, things just kind of took off. Being in front of Beyonce and Jay-Z. Tell me about your nerves. I wasn't nervous, because prior to, of course, I was on World of Dance with J-Lo for her show. Um, I had done Pharrell and the pre-Grammys and so many award shows. So it wasn't the nerve of, being amongst artists, um, it was a nerve of, will they like what you do? How did attending an HBCU affect your ability to do the choreography for Coachella? The whole thing was, you know, 
very HBCU. So just being able to do something that I lived every day was really, really easy. Maybe that's why I wasn't as nervous because I was like, oh, this is what we did every day. (laughs) But uh, it was also really cool because a lot of what I taught, I did teach some dance stuff, but a lot of what I taught had a stepping foundation. And of course, like I'm a member of Alpha Phi Fraternity Incorporated, so I was able to bring in like a lot of stepping and a lot of the precision, and it was just something that I knew would stick. It was something that I knew when the world saw it, they would be like, "This is on a whole nother level." <laughs> and every section that I did, I was like, "This was just great." So being able to be at Borgies was almost like a playground for me. It was like a place for me to explore, you know, explore through step shows on my chapter on different events that we would have pageants and just kind of learn how to work with people, how to talk to people, what not to do, like how to plan. So um, how to figure out those missing links and things. So that was all that really was incorporated, which is really, really great. Well, I will tell you that I am an alpha sweetheart and a member of the illustrious Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. So there uh, you go. Delta, Mr. Crimson and Green, you saw entertainment and what it did for um, spectators and, and also what it did for the actual entertainer. You saw all of that around you as you grew up and that factored into, I guess, what you ultimately wanted to do. Yes, honestly, I knew nothing else I kind of thought that's what people were supposed to do <laughs> a lot of my <laughs> friends you know would talk to me and they would talk about you know medicine and all these different career fields and I was like people do that like, you know <laughs> how they how someone like that would look at dancers and say people make money and I'm like yeah <laughs> so I was definitely blindsided to the fact that there was life outside of it. Mm-hmm. And your family and I guess close friends encourage your exploration of dance and entertainment? Yes, they do. Um, initially, I think that my family was a little terrified for me to get into it just due to everything that they saw growing up and mm-hmm. just the industry and how it was and um, people having the ability to possibly take advantage and I think that there was more of a concern for the mental, emotional, physical stability, and even spiritual, um, outside of, yeah, go ahead, follow your passion, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like we do, but we want you to be safe, and as we get older, we can't protect you, so um, there was more of a fear of that than the the exploration of dance. Who did you enjoy watching when you were in your formative years? Dance-wise? Yes, uh-huh, dance. Oh, man. So I have a cousin, um, his name is Manway. I used to enjoy watching him, but he, I mean, he had danced for Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson, Beyonce, Liza Minnelli, like all these people, Whitney Houston, I saw that, Alvin Haley, a lot growing up. But Aaliyah was like, I had to be on stage <laughs> like that was I mean I love Janet and I love Michael but I was like Aaliyah like oh I just I don't know what it was about that movement and mm-hmm. of course Missy Elliott all the choreography and just the creative 
the creative aspect of it but i think that that's what i enjoyed more when it came to those type of artists mm -hmm. is because i enjoy the creative directing side as well so i was like this is great that you get to take movement and really tell a story and tell the visual side of it and it, it just always looks really really great on stage so those are definitely like my two that i was like yeah I gotta do something with them. So are you living your dream? That's, it sounds like that's exactly, you are doing what you envision for yourself. Yes, I actually am doing what I envision for myself and more. Um, that's been definitely tough for me to adjust to the newer things that I've been adding to my I guess what I do <laughs> and it's been great but it's so I guess like as a young one I was like hey I'm just gonna dance I'm gonna choreograph but there's so many different aspects and of course the industry has changed over the years so um, me venturing off into new things I have to remind myself like this doesn't mean that I don't love dance or that I'm giving up on it or anything like that it's just is an addition to what you're doing to elevate whatever the foundation of where you started. So I'm definitely in this season of living the dream. It sounds like a plan and one that you are already putting into action. Jamal Joseph, it was such a joy watching your work during the pregame show of the Super Bowl and Coachella and the many, many other things that I didn't realize were even on your list. And now I will have to backtrack and watch those things as well. But you were very generous with your time today and we know that you have a very busy schedule. So we just want to wish you the very best and tell you that we are very proud of you and wish you well and that you will continue to reach all of your goals. Thank you for your time. So much. That's it for this episode of Let's Talk. Let's Talk is produced by Eric Johnson. I'm the host, Carolyn Murray. We welcome your comments and advice on our podcast, so please write a review and share the link with others. Thanks again for listening to Let's Talk. Goodbye until the next time. Oh